Welcome, everyone, to another podcast of Modern World Zen. This is Josh Barzell. So last episode, we were talking about how we can think about self-realization and how it's really kind of simple that it really has to do with an inward-turned mind. And this should allow one to work effectively in whatever field they're in, And also, it has the added benefit of being able to awaken spiritual energy in someone. And this we recognize as a a characteristic of a guru. Um, So today we're going to go a little further. And we're going to look at um, the concept of a guru. So I've basically talked about it a little bit. And, you know, the guru is going to be able to awaken Shakti. Um, But the guru shouldn't be thought of as someone who isn't capable of performing mundane functions or tasks. You know, uh, generally speaking, you know, a guru is going to be able to basically behave normally. And uh, you would find great love from him or her, and um, you would be able to see your own inner self through the company of a guru. But this is, you know, we live in the West here, and this is 2020, soon to be 2021. So I recognize that. And, you know, these podcasts, uh, Modern World Zen, is appreciative of the fact that We have a modern idea. And a concept of a guru in our culture is not acceptable, basically. It's sort of, you know, it's a taboo, really. But nevertheless, the the aspects of someone who would, would be traditionally called a guru in India in the ancient times. What would we call him today? Or what would we call her today? If we don't call him or her a guru, we have to be able to distinguish him or her from an ordinary teacher of meditation, say, yoga teacher, or maybe a therapist. And I think we'd have to separate them further from a psychoanalyst who has additional training um, and that's kind of where we are in this episode. We want to try to see if we can understand someone who is able to awaken energy, much like the ancient gurus did. And we don't have to call the person a guru, because that's not what we would do in our culture. We would call him or her probably a teacher, Realize that it's not necessarily an academic setting and it's not really academic knowledge. Generally, academic knowledge can be bought in a store, whether it's a book or whatever else, but knowledge of one's own self can't really be purchased in a store. And this is the knowledge that, say, this kind of special teacher would um, give to his 
or her students. And you could say, well, why do I, if I'm only seeing what's in me, why do I need a teacher of this kind? And, you know, the answer to that question is that you really don't really know anything without the help of anyone. Um, even if it's academic, I mean, being raised by parents, you would have to learn even how to speak. So if, to, if you have to learn how to walk and speak from your parents, then everything you've had to learn from someone else. So it would be great if you could figure it out on your own. But generally, anything that we have to learn, we learn from someone else. So it shouldn't surprise anyone too much that you would need someone else to see your own nature. And that's a very hard concept to understand. Because generally we understand, you know, go to a doctor, he can tell us what's wrong with us, or some other professional. We don't think of a guru or a teacher being someone who can show us who we are, basically, you know, deep down inside. Um, but we, we do it in psychology all the time, to a certain extent. We have the therapist show us, really, what's going on in us. We're not aware of it. So in the same way, we do have a teacher who can show us what our nature is, our fundamental fundamental nature. And, you know, this energy, you can call it consciousness. Right? You can call it God. You can call it the self, capital S, self. And it's the same in everyone. And that's the knowledge that the guru gives. Right? The knowledge that you are divinity, and that same divinity that is within you is in within is within everyone. So the guru or the teacher, really the true teacher of spirituality, of meditation, really is someone that brings people together. Because it says what's in you is in him or her, and what's in him or her is in you, and recognize your true nature and see your true nature in other people. So, obviously, a teacher of this kind, whether you want to call him or her a guru or not, it's obviously very important. We need someone like this very, very badly. We need someone like this right now, today, this moment. Um, because he or she is going to help make things a lot better for us. So this is the kind of thing that we're looking to dwell on in this episode, and we can take with us in our meditation afterwards to see if we can find this energy or this essence within us. But that's not to say that you don't need an external teacher to teach you. And that's a very subtle point. Hopefully people can understand that. Um, you know, if you go to a doctor and he tells you you have something, 
and then you tell everyone you have something. Have you become a doctor? Well, in a sense you have, but in a sense you haven't. And how did you come to find out what was wrong with you? Through a doctor. So this is the same kind of idea. You find out what's within you from a guru, and you can tell people what's within you, but it would never be anything separate from the grace of the guru that you got the knowledge from. So to say that you don't need a guru isn't true. And if anyone says you don't need a guru, then they're a guru giving that teaching, and you also don't need them from the same from their same teaching. So it's kind of becomes ridiculous to say that, you know, I am this guru telling you that you don't need a guru. It doesn't really make any sense in that context. So yes, we do need a guru. And this energy is within us. And we can find the energy within us. And we can see the same energy in everyone else. And the meditation we do is actually a meditation on this, on this energy. We spend 15, 20 minutes that I advise people to do on, this ep- on these episodes to spend time meditating on their own inner guru, inner teacher of meditation, their inner self. And in this way, they become familiar with this inner being or this inner self. And they can easily recognize it in whoever they come across. So you can imagine how wonderful that kind of knowledge is. And how greatly we should honor the teacher who bestows this knowledge to us. But I do think meditation is one of those things that is required to be performed by anyone who's looking to attain knowledge of their inner self. You have to meditate on your inner self to know your inner self. And this kind of meditation is affected by the grace of a guru, of a teacher of the kind that we've been describing. So I invite everyone, when we wrap up, to meditate on their inner self, on their inner being. And this can be done without any external props. It doesn't even need to be done in the presence of a master or a teacher. It can be done completely privately by yourself. And that's how you know it's true. Because if there was someone directing you to do this at this time, in this way, at this moment, that's not really real. If you're being coerced, that's not good. So I think we can understand that there's a way to, to be happy that's not having anything to do with coercion or manipulation. And that's just the free meditation on your own being. So I invite everyone now to... You know, they say in the airplane, sit back and relax and enjoy your inner self, your inner being. Um, and this can be done for 15 minutes, uh, for 20 minutes, for half an hour. It can be done for an hour, two hours. You want to make sure if you're doing it for two or three hours that you're you're giving yourself the right kind of food. Because this type of meditation burns a lot of calories. 
it really, really eats you up because it's such an intense practice. Real meditation, really, you need to feed yourself because you're burning so much energy um, when you do it. And I think that um, anyone who knows who's had a very long, good session of meditation, say two or three hours, will wake up very hungry from their meditation. But you don't want to eat too much, but you can recognize that meditation is actually a very powerful means of progressing spiritually um, and it should be honored as such. It should be honored just as you would honor a teacher or master for giving you that experience. So we're going to wrap up here and everyone's um, welcome to try this out and see how they feel for 15 minutes at the minimum and see you know what comes to them as a result of doing that. So I just want to say thank you to everyone again for tuning in. This has been Josh Barzell for Modern World Zen.